Hello and welcome to the Week in Review. I'm Michael Curzon and I'm joined by SD Wicket. Sam, how are you? I'm good, Michael, although I'm being uh, ever so slightly ravaged by hay fever. <clears throat> but um, now that, now that <laughs> yeah, the... That was definitely a fake cough. <laughs> but now that the uh, weather report has been officially vindicated by our dearest fans online, um, I said that the weather was nice. Uh, we recorded this uh, Friday morning, uh, but the weather's already out. The sun's out. The weather's few, out. few clouds in the sky, but it's still a nice, warm, crisp day in summer. Well, there we are. How interesting. Um, Luke Perry isn't here today, I'm afraid, uh, so he can't gloat alongside you in the uh, the uh, the joyous weather reports. So instead, we'll skip straight to the the opening story, uh, which I must admit I'd completely forgotten had happened when I woke up this morning, which shows how uh, well, disconnected or uninterested I am. I am now in this sort of. Uh, this level of politics, but there you are. Uh, the Tiverton and Wakefield elections have concluded. Tories have lost both of them. Uh, the Lib Dems have overthrown what is supposed to be quite a strong Tory seat uh, in Tiverton, and Labour uh, have gone away with Wakefield. Uh, and we've also seen Oliver Dowden, who is the Conservative Party's uh, chairman at the minute. I think he's been Culture Secretary in the past and has held a few other positions. So, uh, you know, one, one of the... Uh, one of the, 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 the mainstays of the Conservative Party has quit after the losses. So it's quite significant. Um, and we were saying before we started recording that the, the, the vote of no confidence, um, which ended up showing the party did, in a sense, have confidence for Boris Johnson, seems like a lifetime ago now. But at the time, a lot of politicians were saying we really ought to hold on until after some local elections because we're likely to lose them and uh, people will be even more annoyed with Boris then and think that he has no chance of winning in the future. And their view, uh, just like the Weather Report, has been vindicated. The Tory party has, has done badly in both seats. And I think a lot of MPs will be waking up just like Oliver Dowden did, thinking, is, is this prime minister any good to stay anymore? And I don't mean any good in terms of policy or just general... Um, nature in the job because obviously it was clear for uh, a long while ago that that wasn't the case but just in terms of winning power which is all the Tory party actually cares about these days they might start thinking no I think he ought to go. Mm. Yeah so so to put the uh, Tiverson and Holliton by-election into some context it uh, had a 24,000 majority for the Tories prior to today. Um, yeah yeah, three four thousand. So it's one of the strongest blues in the country. Um, so yeah, that just spells how how much faith the public have lost in in the PM. Because you know, like it's all well and good to say you know that we 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 have a system where you vote for your local MP, but really you vote with you know the prime minister in mind. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean that that was a, a, a stunning. Um, Lots of faith in the PM, but also you're right about the reasons for the party maybe now second guessing their 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 backing of the PM because, as you said before, you know the, the Tory party is a is a menagerie for political animals, <laughs> and, and and they and they they don't care for Johnson's you know clear moral blemishes, his you know his his moral bankruptcy. It's simply you know can this guy actually win his elections anymore? And you know, if you, if you look at you know what is now several defeats on the bounce in by elections, been 
I don't think they've won a by-election since 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 Hartlepool last year, about right. about this time last year. Um, but it's you know it's it's about you know does Johnson can Johnson still win an election? And you know if you look at the, the by-elections, the fact that Labour are ahead in the polls and have been for some time now, that's going to be what turns the party against him, not his his clear lack of any real morality. Well, I think what might happen is that it'll it'll start to uh, get the donors unhappy. They'll start saying, "Look, you've got to get somebody else in because this guy is going to lose us our money." Um, <laughs> which uh, was Peter Hitchens's argument about the party sort of collapsing altogether back in in twenty ten. Uh, that if they'd lost another election, uh, the donors would have crept out. So who knows? This might be the start of something good. Just strike me talking about this that what what we've just discussed is sort of the uh, the political party political level but if we look at the real political level that is to say that now one conservative mp has been booted out of parliament and has been replaced by someone who should be completely different a liberal democrat politician you would have thought that on most issues they would have opinions which were the stark opposite yet we know full well that it'll make no difference it made no difference in Wakefield, where, where Labour has got the seat. Whoever had won would have seen the same results. They'd have had the same sort of globalist, um, what globalist, liberal uh, in terms of social and in terms of economic views, uh, with, with just a few minor uh, changing points on the surface level to make it appear as though they are different, which is why I can't get excited by these things anymore. There was a point where I was interested in it. But now you just think, well, who actually cares? What does it matter? Other than in the other point that I said, which is that hopefully it will it will bring people to a realization that um, that the party is 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 not doing well and that you know it needs a big kick up the ass. But that won't be enough. It needs to it needs to have a kick in the head. It needs to be drawn. I think yeah, yeah no, you're right. I mean, I think I think it is it it. It would be very nice to watch the party sort of collapse in slow motion because you know we've we've said and we've believed for a, a good while now that what is needed is is for this party to completely collapse and then you know something be something be built out of the rubble um and yeah so so there are two new parties in this unity it's going to got lib dems in and uh tibson Hanton and labor and wakefield and i think something that you were saying on chris davis's show which is that you know Yes, they all they all actually hold the same views, but the difference being is that, at least with Labour and the Lib Dems, they're honest about it. You know. Well, yeah. Well, this this is the problem, really. It's that the Conservative Party uh, is the. Uh, this isn't my line. This is this is. Uh, I think listeners will guess where this has been uh, taken from, but uh, the Conservative Party. Um, is the the country's largest preventer of a genuine conservative force solely because people think it is conservative. So long as it calls itself conservative and and talks conservatively, which it does occasionally, uh, especially around election times, people will continue to believe it. And so long as it carries on putting sort of small breadcrumb policies in that are also conservative, like the Rwanda plan, it seemed people thought, aha, they're finally dealing with the, the channel issue. They're actually going to send people back. It's, you know, it's an amazing policy, yet it, it costs a lot to get into for a start. Not that that would normally be a reason for me, I must say, to, to disagree with a policy it's cost. But the, the policy was we paid someone a lot of money to send a few people over there and to receive people back here. 
So it's a complete non-policy. It's a ridiculous yeah. idea. S- sending, it, s- sending Rwanda billions of pounds to send maybe 11 people to Rwanda a year and get 15 back. Yeah, yeah well, it was surely it was obvious that we'd get more people back because the the legal blocks will be more strenuous in this country because, you know, they'll, they'll say Rwanda isn't a safe enough country for them to go to, whereas you'd imagine that's not going to be the case in Rwanda of sending people to Britain. So it's probably going to end up with a net gain of migrants in the country, let's be honest. Um, but that doesn't matter. This is all small print. This is boring. Most people across the country, if they if they were listening to this podcast, would have turned off by this point. They would have heard Rwanda plan for, yeah, this is good, taking back control. And as soon as the details are discussed, they'd have turned off. So that's how the Conservative Party stays in. It prevents a genuine Conservative force from ever getting anywhere near from power uh, because people think, well, we've already got one. What do we need that for? It needs to be completely gutted out uh, in order for there to be a chance. Whereas the Labour Party and the, the well, actually not the Liberal Democrats, because they're, they're not very honest about what they stand for. Um, uh, but regardless, um, they are at least open about being left wing, let's say. Yeah, no, so like and, the, the Lib Dems are a Liberal Party and Labour are a le- leftist party, right? Um, so in a way, I mean... In some areas, they're also globalist, which isn't particularly leftist. Sure, um, sure, sure, sure. But I, mean, but I mean, in a way, so given the, you know, the ostensible nature of their party, they kind of, like, it, it, it's, it, it's almost to me less egregious when they actually pursue leftist and liberal politics because, you know, that's ultimately... That, that that's their platform yeah be, be, you, you have a party who um we think back to you know say disraeli's coalition which which was what it looked like you just think from, back now oh i remember the day yeah <laughs> i think back to the, the mid <laughs> century but when, when i was a wee lad no no i mean yes. you, you think back to that kind of coalition between um the the landed gentry and the uh, urban working man, which were it was just, you know two of the you know the the the, the sort of uh, the, the home turf of actual of actual traditional reactionary th- thoughts, right? Which is in the two extremes of of the the ladder, you know the the, the working man and the gentry. Um, they were united in a way against the the liberal internationalist upstart middle classes, um, but now that it's just it's 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 completely it's no there's no difference between any of the parties. You know, we essentially live in a one party state with the illusion of um, multiple parties jostling for position. Mm. Uh, and as you're saying, you know, it's um, the only way forward now is is for this party to just crumble into the dirt and be rebuilt. And who knows if that's going to happen? I, I constantly see people saying, it's incredible, constantly see people saying, uh, this is it then, people won't vote for them now, they're done at the next election. When the Rwanda plan, plan folded, they're done. After Partygate, they're done. And I always say, are they? This has happened over and over again and people carry on voting for them. Why do you think they're done? There's no evidence that they're done. They'll, they'll be fine. They'll be, they'll be back up on their feet in two minutes. As soon as they start saying, uh, it's about time that we you know, take back some more control and that we start dealing with our borders and start, you know, we'll introduce the, the police thing was another example. 
it was a complete fig leaf, a complete non-policy. They said, well, we'll bring in 20,000 new police officers, which will help deal with crime. But it won't, because the problem with policing is not numbers. We actually have more police officers per head of capita, per people in the country, than we did at the time when uh, the officers patrol the streets on a daily basis. That's the difference. It's what they do. Yeah. These 20,000 new police officers will be sent straight to offices or in cars, um, They'll have a whiz past us or come and respond once we've already been stabbed or burgled. So it makes no difference. Yeah. It, it, actually, um, I have a funny story about that, actually. Not, not funny because it's kind of... It's not kind of, about being stabbed or burgled, I <laughs> Kind of dark, but um, I, was, uh, I, was in, I was in a takeaway uh, a few nights ago and, uh, and two coppers came in, right? Uh, one was this, you know, great big, big, you know, rotund gentleman and the other one was a, a woman who was about five foot nine. Brilliant. I'm looking at just, I'm just thinking like if something kicks off here, you are doing nothing about it. You <laughs> see, so right? Yeah, it, it's one thing to you know throw a bunch of bobbies onto the street. It's another one to actually train them, train them well, have some yeah. standard for entry, and actually you know depoliticize the police force and have it just focus on crime. Yeah. Well, here again, actually, since Hitchens has been the theme of this so far, with the the point about the Conservative Party. As he says with the Conservative Party, it should be destroyed and replaced. He says the same now, actually, about the police force, that it's too far gone. Um, which, I don't know, may be true, I suppose. Um, yeah, I mean, because, I mean, bear in mind, it's not, it's not an eternal thing. I mean, the, the police as we know it is, you know, uh, um, an advent of the Victorian era. Yeah. And, and, and prior to that, there was some method of uh, law enforcement that then became obsolete when the police came along. So, you know, it stands yeah. to reason that at some point something else would come along that actually fits modern crime better than, you know, the old sheriffs did in the Victorian age. Well, no, it's, it's not, it's not that I don't think it's that it would be better off if we were back in that system, which we've since gotten rid of the system now isn't the Victorian system of daily patrols. The system is driving by in cars and, and, and remaining at the station. That's the system that's wrong. And what, what would be better? Would actually be a sort of more localized um, system um, where units were made up in in smaller groupings um, and and, yeah, and, and, and knew where to patrol and such things. And I know this probably goes back to um, maybe someone like Roy Jenkins or even the um, the inquiry after the uh, Stephen Lawrence murder. But I mean, yeah. it feels like it's even changed in my lifetime. I mean, I remember being a kid and I actually knew who the coppers were. You know, and you 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 respected them, and you know, if it said to you, "Hey, stop doing that," you stop doing it. Yeah. Now it's like they're strangers; they don't really live in your area, or your area is too big to really know people who live around you anymore. Yeah. And there's just no respect for them anymore. Like I, I you know, I, I always see the, the sort of the like sort of the the, the Utes around today, and there's just, there's just absolutely no respect, no deference whatsoever, because they know the police won't won't do anything to stop them. You know, they'd rather go around harassing people who aren't wearing masks than you know people i mean also i'm thinking back back about a year or so but they'd rather do that than actually confront someone who's actually you know being antisocial yeah well it's it's not difficult as well in the, in the town that i live in um the town the, the sort of the main road through it the town center every day has some youths going up and down on bikes probably getting in the way of old grannies people who shouldn't be there essentially who are being a nuisance, a bloody nuisance, and ought to be, you know, 
ought to be disciplined in some sense. They're clearly not being disciplined at home, but there you are. Um, it's it's not as though it's it's difficult to know where officers should be patrolling. I think that would be a pretty good starting place, just through the centre of the bloody town. And they don't do it. They're not there. They'll be, in fact, they're not even in the offices in in the town because I, I think that the the station has been moved elsewhere. Um, like the like the newspapers, they they're no longer from the town that they claim to represent. They're their own from an office in some faraway land. Um, so too are the police officers. They, they're very rarely from the area where they claim to be representing now or claim to be protecting. Um, they're, they're actually based elsewhere. And by the time they can get to you, well, it's too late. To, to, to give you quite a dark example, I was I was reading the local papers website in the crime section. I was reading, reading about a... a um, um, a knife point mugging that took place on a on a pregnant woman, right? Mm. And I was sort of trying to figure out where the location was. I saw, oh, oh, it's uh, it was in 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 the B and Q car park. There's a police station in that car park, right? Yeah, that's not next to that car park. Yeah. So, so someone, so uh, so a woman, woman was robbed at knife point, about twenty feet from a police station, and it, nothing happened. You know, like um, it's like um. So, so recently that the comedian Joe Lycett was was questioned by police over a joke he told, right? Yes. Yeah. Or even um, I think it was Northampton, Northampton, Northampton police uh, posted and deleted a tweet, um, sending well wishes to their pagan colleagues on summer solstice day. Yeah. Right? All that posturing. Meanwhile, the solving rate of burglaries and muggings is at historic lows. Right, yeah. they don't they, they don't even bother to solve them anymore, you know. Yeah. But they they they're more than happy to go around harassing comedians and you know, wishing pagans happy solstice on Twitter, you know. <laughs> so so yeah, it's it's not it's not even a matter of numbers; it's just a matter of direction. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, but as we say, it's this is the, the clever trick of the the party. People know that there's they don't see the officers anymore. They know that they might used to have done. So when a party says, don't worry, we're going to solve it, it's about numbers, we'll bring back 20,000 more. Well, obviously that's believable. Um, unless you look into the figures, which obviously nobody does. Why would you? Mm. Um, so they get away with it. And it, you know, promises like that allow them to win another election. Um, I mean, even just, just to say, I remember Boris Johnson's tagline when he discussed this policy. I've got this written down somewhere, um, but it was it was incredible. He said, in in celebrating the policy of having twenty thousand new officers. Now let's just pretend they actually were on the streets. His point was, this is great because what it will do is it will lower disruptions on local businesses. It will allow these places to keep more money, pay more taxes. It'll raise the GDP. Good job all round. You think that's not the reason for having a police force. I mean, obviously, that's a, a nice added benefit. And of course, the defense of the local businesses is the point, but not because of the GDP. It's so that they're not getting mugged or stabbed. It's so that people aren't living in misery and indeed, in some cases, in fear. It's a complete disconnect. His whole thinking is, is not in any sense conservative. Sometimes it doesn't even appear to be human. To, to actually say that the purpose of preventing crime is to ensure we have a greater GDP takes a sort of leap out of human nature, I think. Yeah, uh, and, 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 of and, 
cyborg form. It's ludicrous. Yeah, and 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 that's how the modern leader justifies the the broken, shattered society we we live in at the moment. Which is saying, you know, GDP. Yeah, you know, which actually does not speak in the slightest to the actual well-being of the population. No, it because GDP per capita maybe, but but even then that's just you know GDP divided by population. I mean, it it, it speaks to how much money is at the top of society, not how much you know, how how safe and clean the streets are. Mm. Yeah, how how recognisable one's home is from when they're from when they grew up. You know. Um, it, it's it's complete political nonsense. But as I was saying, you know, Johnson and the party, they're political animals. And, yeah. uh, and, and that's the language. It's so detached from from reality, from the lives of, of people like people like you and me that, you know. Um, and the sad thing is that they won't, I don't think they'll pay for this. You know? Because, no. no. you know, a week is a long time in politics, let alone, you know, two years when the, when the next election will be. Well, the thing is, when Boris is out of the job, we know full well he'll return to uh, television, publishing. Uh, he'll be doing quite well for himself, I'm sure. He won't be, he won't be hard up, um, which I must say do, is <laughs> just feel like quite a shame. Um, but I mean, here's the problem again: when you when you look through the character of Parliament in times gone past, and the makeup of Parliament, even in the 60s, 70s, I'm talking about the period after which the grammar schools had started to have an impact. You saw that the, the makeup was changing quite rapidly into a lot of workmen, miners, former miners in Parliament, uh, people from various professions, uh, from more working class style backgrounds, sitting in the halls of power and 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 sort of ruling on that basis with, with that background. With all of these things gone, um, with, with everybody now having to go to a university, um, but, but of course of, of greatly varying scales and uh, of worth and, um, and in terms of courses as well, it, it sort of takes away from the opportunity for people to, to go in in that sense, I think. Especially given that there aren't many professions people stay in anymore for their whole life. It's not like we've got uh, people working on energy resources constantly or on production of materials or, or even of goods in this country. Um, I mean, fine, we can say we've got plenty of, of uh, hospitality workers going into Parliament at some stage, but um, that's about all that we do. Um, so, yes, it is a, it's a difficult, much wider problem than simply, uh, simply what it appears on the surface. Mm. Mm. Yes. Do, do, do we have time to get into the strikes real quick before we, before we get out of here? Well, I think we could talk about it quickly. I mean, it, I, I did actually think of transitioning across uh, on, the, on the topics, not in any other sense. Um, when you said about GDP and um, the sort of the GDP uh, as a whole, not representing necessarily general figures, which reminds me of the whole argument we've seen with the rail strike as well. We hear, um, well, these people, the average uh, salary these people are on is such and such and such and such. Uh, whereas a lot of people aren't on this average salary. I think the, the most typical salary is um, around the, from what I read, around the 25 to 32 mark. 
which fine is is probably better still than a lot of professions but that's not to say that it's reasonable still especially since it's not risen in some time and especially especially since everything else has uh not just inflationary prices and all such things but house prices i mean how, how do you expect someone on such a salary if they don't already own a home uh, and are renting somewhere say with a family to save up for a home unless both parents are working flat out no time is being spent with the children um it's not suitable but it's i mean of course it's not just a rail problem it's a national problem uh, but if these people are trying to correct it to some extent in their own fields then i find it quite difficult to say that they're wrong yeah so my there's a competitive for me on it because i think on one hand the rmt has some very legitimate grievances, i.e. with the uh, the P&O cruises thing, right? Yeah. Where thousands of staff were fired in a one-way Zoom call and replaced by, you know, agency workers on you know, three pounds an hour. Yeah. Um, so on one hand, I think any opportunity to bloody the nose and inconvenience the ruling class should be taken without blinking. Right? Yeah. However, on the other not everyone can work from zoom you know some people need a reliable commute to get to building sites to get to you know uh, manual labor jobs in order to feed their families you know um, yeah so i mean so again you know i i i support any action that um you know that 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 uh hurts the the the, the fat cats and ruling class but not one that affects you know average everyday people yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, I suppose the difficulty is what, how do you get that? And what, what is there you can do that doesn't end up impacting normal people, uh, workers? It's difficult. It's inconvenience does this week as well, uh, as recreation seekers hoping to <coughs> meet up for the first time in a while. Um, you say that because me and you, we're going to go for a pint in London, but you can make it. <laughs> well, that's fair enough, isn't it? Yeah, no. That's people, good. people need occasional breaks from work. This is I have a week where I'm by myself for a change, and I've got nothing else to do. I thought, well, let's go for a drink then. Tonight, you've got to. This is the whole point with lockdowns. You've got to have some social contact every now and then, and that's been cancelled. So that was rather frustrating. But um, I think you have to look past these things sometimes. Um, mm. Difficulties that may be, and yeah, as frustrating as it is for workers. Uh, although I suppose you can only hope that a lot of people will have uh we've found either some way to get around this or their employers will have been light on them knowing it was out of their hands although i suppose for people on who are self-employed that isn't exactly very much help um so yes it's very difficult um but the government isn't exactly doing much to stop it uh from us from what i read it hasn't agreed to meet up on many occasions to actually discuss the matter doesn't really want to budge probably because it knows that if if it gives in on this front then lots of other places will start saying well hang on a minute maybe we're not in such a great position either maybe we should ask for a bit more and you know what maybe they might be right um but can we afford it is the other question i suppose um given the state of the country at the minute uh everyone deserves the change also i've seen you know numerous other um professions are, are looking into uh joining the strike so you no know, if that does happen you know if if several different industries all go on strike at once i mean we're looking at you know sort of uh winter of 1978 sort of um a throwback you know summer of discontent 
Yes. Yeah. It is interesting to see how long this will last. Um, I've, I've got a feeling it's going to be rather longer than we might have expected at the beginning, um, which is a shame. But again, it's, it's hard to, hard to criticize those trying to better their position to some small extent when on many of the wages, you'd be struggling to, to, to save up for the things that might once have been considered a normal human venture. Um, sort of a, an essential part of one's life, which is now held far away on an extended stick um, because of the changing circumstances. Mm. So let's see how long it goes on. Um, and I'm sure that we'll be commenting on it again next week, actually. <laughs> it's not going to be too surprising if we are. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, Thank you for listening. You've probably got nothing else to do since you can't go anywhere. Uh, so, but we hope you've enjoyed it in any case and hope that you might join us again next week. Cheers. <laughs>